This is Fiona Thrale, writer of Bone in the Blue, a one-off play about Mary Anning, the first self-taught woman paleontologist, the scientists who got credit for her work, and one of the plesiosaurs she uncovered. The action takes place between two real-life events, her getting buried in a rock slide and the unveiling of one of her creatures at the Bristol Institution for the Advancement of Science, Literature and the Arts. Following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Thank you, gentlemen. It is an honour to be here today at this new Bristol Institution for the Advancement of Science, Literature and the Arts to perform exactly that function. To advance our knowledge of man and the fauna that surround him. The exhibit Sir Home is introducing today is quite extraordinary. I hope it's not too presumptuous of me uh, <laughs> so early in our discoveries to suggest a term for specimens of this kind. Terrible reptile or fearfully great reptile I feel encapsulates the scale and ferociousness of these magnificent creatures. So gentlemen, I formally suggest Dinosauria. Thank you. Now, we consider man's... arrives to steal our treasures. <laughs> but we digress. To introduce our latest specimen of Dinosauria, please allow me to introduce your guest, the renowned surgeon and paleontologist, fellow of the Royal Society, Sir Everard Holm. Thank you, Mr. Owen. Thank you, gentlemen. I am delighted to have been invited by you all to this illustrious new institution. Perhaps one of the most wonderful circumstances that occur in the history of the Earth is this, that the bones of elephant, rhinoceros, hippopotamus, crocodile, and many other animals should be discovered in a fossil state on this island in great numbers. Such great numbers that we might presume, gentlemen, that these beasts once roamed the land and swam the waters of Great Britain many hundreds, perhaps even thousands of years ago. Today, I present this... This monstrous fish-like fossil you see before you, entombed in this slab of rock we call Ichthyosaur, Communis. It was found on the Dorset coast, and I had it brought here under not a little difficulty, but very little expense. <laughs> <laughs> and now, let us begin to examine the stone. <laughs> <laughs> 
tree. Look at that gleam there. There'll be a huge snake stone in this one if I crack it right along this seam. Hey, what's that annoying? A tree. Look, in the cliff. Another ichthyosaur midby. This way, boy. It's just a third of these rocks. <laughs> Congratulations, Sir Home, on your unveiling. It's a long evening. If at any point in your lecture you'd like me to take over, I'd be glad to assist you. Oh, I'm sure you would, Mr. Owen. I'm sure you would. I think you misunderstand me, Sir Home. I was merely attempting to... I know very well what you were attempting, young man. I am no fossil. I'm sorry you think of me so lowly. We are all keen to make a name for ourselves in this new field, are we not? Oh, you'll make a name for yourself, Mr. Owen. Terrible reptiles like you slaughter to gain reputations that live on. Might I suggest a name for the creatures? The hubris. So, gentlemen, the Ichthyosaurus communis you see before you, at a mere five feet long, is less than a third of the size of the 1812 specimen in London's Museum of Natural Curiosities. However... Ours is intact. Let us study first the structure. Hello. The shock will ease with time. The shock? Of death. One minute, gliding and diving. And all is soft and warm. But you will harden to circumstances. You're... Dead, yes. But quite content in every other way. It's just a long, long rest. You're no ichthyosaur. No? No. Your vertebrae aren't right. Too long and sturdy. And so many of them. You have the longest neck, ma'am. And such delicacy of skull. You're a new beast. Something special. I am queen of my waters. I was. I had the size for it, and the teeth, too. You're magnificent. You were. No, no, you still are. And after all these years, a perfect stone statue. Millions of years will do that. <laughs> Millions? What, you older than the Earth? And God? This was all mud once. Such soft, nutritious mud. Millions of your years I have lain here. How else could I become the rock around me? Well, that's what all the scientists are contemplating, isn't it? 
How do bones go awry? I've told you, millions of years. In all else about me, you know a great deal. Oh, you have two eyes in my head. Just take some looking and reading of the latest books and papers. Everything is in there. I found and sold so many of those specimens to those scientists myself. So I have all my own notes and measurements and drawings too, and often send them with the fossils themselves. They may write their papers and journal articles with their ideas on the creatures, but their observations, their details, well, they're mine. They take them from me, and for far too low a fee. We wish I could ask for more, but we do not wish them to think that I'd use them ill. My dear father used to say, "Your reputation, that is your all." So you look at and teach about ones like me. I hope your reputation will endure long beyond your life. There is a man called Mr. George Cumberland. He is kind and thoughtful, an artist with a great fondness for curiosities. This very day, he is attending an unveiling of my ichthyosaur in Bristol, and he has promised to mention me to the newspaper. I am sorry that you could not be at the unveiling of your ichthyosaur alongside him. Me? Oh no! I just find you creatures. I squint for the bone in the blue, the blue lias layer, and I just identify and sketch and organize men to excavate and contact those who may wish to purchase. No, I may study and observe until I die, and never will I be recognized a dabster as they. No woman yet has been admitted to their geological society. No matter that she can hold her own in conversation with any of them. In my home, sharp observation and a quick mind and body were everything. There were no other divides between any of us in the deep. So I would have made a good, whatever of God's creatures you were. Very possibly, with a body better designed for it, of course. I want to draw you. Record your existence. When I get out of here, I will make sure that Bristol buy you for exhibition. Out of here? I don't think you understand. This rock is not just my bed, but my body too now. Where I once ruled my rolling, watery kingdom, now I hold up the very land itself. The cliff is born on my back. The cliff has fallen, Marm. You are free once more. We just need to get to my beloved tray, and... and now the cliff is born on your back. Your time has come, Mary. You have eaten your last fish. Rest in peace, and let your offspring remember your lifetime. Offspring? What husband would take on a woman who rails the shoreline all day, staring at rocks? <laughs> I'm not going to be a studded ear. Nothing that nature has thrown at me has killed me yet. In my cradle, Ed, Mom, I was taken up high on a hill in weather stormier than this, and as the adults loosed under a great tree for shelter, we were all hit by lightning. They all perished, but me. A few years on, and the sea got me too. My dad carried me out, and if the sky and seas not got me, I'll not be taken by the cliffs I love. Nope. I'm not quabbing here like some. I have to find Trey. 
Goodbye, Mary Anning, Watcher of the Rocks. Once I'm free, I will uncover you too. Not this time, Mary. Go and save your friend. I am not going anywhere. Bye-bye. Come now, Mary. You're breathing. And the breeze is fresh on this hand. I am not too deep cockled in the dirt. I... I just need to push... And a hand, please, gentlemen, for our porters as they wheel our lovely creature back to his place for our viewing pleasure. Please be careful, gentlemen. Uh, these rocks weigh tons in their own right. <laughs> we don't want any casualties tonight. Pray. I'm sorry, boy. I'll find you, I promise. Thank you again to the eminent Sir Holm for his fascinating lecture and for his wonderful discovery on our shores. Trey, there you are. Speak, boy. Speak. Your observations on this terrible creature have enlightened us all. Trey, we've got you. I'm here now, boy. And inspired us all. And persuaded us to continue questioning for a long time to come, I think. Hey, sirs? Come now, Trey. We know you can't but help wag your tail on daddy. Give it away, boy. What a fun event. Long may we continue to make such progress into understanding mankind's place in the world. Open your eyes, boy. Let me know you're awake and sprack and spry. Or else it won't be you anymore. That's not... That's not fair. I hope that Sir Holm will bring us yet another of his fossilised beasts to the Geological Society meeting later this year. In the meantime, letters to refreshments. My dearest companion, it's all my fault for dating you on the beach so stormy. Just for some cold, dead creatures that will hardly pay our bills. It's so, so sorry. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not.